you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Sometimes you come across someone on Instagram and you have this overwhelming feeling that you'd totally be besties in real life. Typically, these are the people who are showing up consistently and authentically and who aren't afraid to share the bad days with the good ones. Today's guest, Woody Rosales, does all of that and more. Woody shares her story of how she went from just wanting to look a little more put together to catapulting to the very top of her company, Red Aspen. Because of this, she has built a really strong and sweet community that she has been able to lean on to help her get through some rough days. If you're wondering how you can show up more authentically on social media, you will love our conversation. And maybe you're thinking, is her name really Woody? Don't worry, guys. That was one of the first things I asked her before we recorded our episode. Her maiden name is Wood, and in high school, the nickname Woody just stuck. I think it's perfect, and it's such a fun name that you won't forget. Woody, thank you so much for being on the show this week. I'm so excited to chat with you. This is going to be so much fun. Thanks for joining me. You're so welcome. I'm excited. I was so excited when we connected and we were able to set this up. So let's dive in. Will you share a little bit about you to start off? Yeah. So I'm Woody and I'm a mama. I'm a single mama to a little two-year-old. She's going to be three in January. She's a little toddler tornado. And um, we live by the beach. We've had a rough couple of years. And I decided that I was like, we're going to go have a year-long vacation (laughs) beach. And so that's kind of what I'm doing. I love it. Making lemonade out of lemons for sure. So you are with Red Aspen, which will you tell us a little bit about Red Aspen and what and who they are? Yeah, absolutely. So Red Aspen is a beauty company. And if you're comfortable with it, I'd love to share the mission statement because it's so empowering. Well, actually, I'll back up just a second. So Red Aspen originally started as a lash company. They had six lashes and they slowly started expanding into makeup. And when I found Red Aspen was through the nail dashes, which are press on nails, but they're not your average press on nails. They're just so good. And since I joined in April, 2019, Red Aspen has added skincare items, makeup with skincare in it. They've revel- like they've brought out some new lash products, obviously nail designs, things like that. So in general, we're a beauty company, but like we're con- it's constantly expanding. It's only the company will be five this month. So we're at ground level and it's, it's really, really exciting. That is amazing. A girl's dream, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everything in one, in one place, which is so awesome. Yeah, yeah it really is. So tell us how you discovered the company and what made you decide to join. Yeah. So that's actually why I held off on the mission statement because I feel like it it works really well with this question. But so I found the company because I became a child, I was a childcare director and I had just taken over opening up a location and I had all these new parents and I was not a mom myself at that time. And I'm in my like twenties. 
And I felt like a little bit judged by some of the parents, understandably so, because if I was in those shoes, I would be like, what do you know about raising children? You know, like you're raising my precious angel baby. And I wasn't like, I wasn't naive to that. So I was like, what can I control? Like, what can I control to gain some respect? Of course, with my work ethic and how I ran my, how I ran my business, how I ran the, um, the center. But I also was like, I need to present the most professional version of myself possible. So (laughs) I like went on a shopping spree and like bought a bunch of adult clothes. (laughs) But one thing that like growing up, whenever I saw a girl with her nails done, I always was like, she has herself put together. Like she could have been in pajamas and like, have no makeup on and her hair could be a rat's nest but if she had her nails and I'm like dude that girl has has got some stuff together you know and it was just always a thing of mine in my brain so when I became the child care director I was like I need to have my nails done but the problem is I mean going to the nail salon I, I nail salons are expensive everywhere but like here in California to get your nails done it's minimum $50 plus tip plus driving, plus how long you're sitting there, which is going to be well over an hour, you know? And for me personally, it actually hurts me to get my nails done. Like gel manicures. I couldn't do acrylics. That would like kill me, (laughs) but I would do gel manicures and I could only do about two gel manicures in a row before I'd have to take a break. And the next day I'd be on the computer typing and it would hurt my fingers. So I was getting gel manicures and I'm like, this is not the solution. This is not going to work. Like I am miserable. I'm already away from home, like 11 hours a day. I can't spend another couple hours away as well. So I started like dabbling in other products. So I used like nail polish strips and I just didn't love them because I have really like stubby little fingers. And so they just weren't for me. And then I went to the store and I got, um, the press-ons from the store. And I was like, okay, wait a second. Like these are not like press-ons are not the press-ons that we did when we were like 10 years old, you know, like, and I was super impressed with them. I was really excited about them, but there was a few things that still like, weren't great. Like they like snagged my hair or they were really hard to file down. So like when I went to go type, it was annoying because I couldn't really clip them and file them down. So there was a few things that I'm like, okay, they're kind of missing the mark, but it makes sense because they're cheap, you know? And I told all my friends about nail dash it or about press on nails, because I'm like, you guys, there, there's, there's an option for us girls who don't like the nail salon. You know, I was so excited. And then, um, I saw a big influencer talking about nail dashes and she was saying like all this, all the pain points that I had about the nails that I was using, she was saying these nails didn't do that. And I was like, sold, where do I buy? And so I bought a set of nail dashes. I put one set on and my first set lasted 17 days, which doesn't always happen by the way. Like usually there's a little bit of like learning curve, you know, Mm -hmm. like usually there's a little bit of a learning curve on the first set, but my first set lasted me 17 days. And I was like, oh my gosh, no hair snags. They looked great. Like I could file them. Like I was like blown away. And so I had ordered two sets with my first order. And before I even was done with my second set, I had signed up to sell because I was like, all my friends are already using press-ons because of me. All my friends are going to buy these from me. All these girls that I've already switched to press-ons are going to buy these from me because they're better. They're so, they're like night and day better. And it was absolutely crazy. I was not a direct sales person. I actually, I kind of was a direct sales, like ill type of person. I, I had asked the influencer about signing up and I actually went and found a different sponsor because I didn't want to sign up with the influencer just because she was 
a busy lady, nothing against her, but I knew she wasn't gonna be able to answer my questions as fast as I wanted them to be answered. So I went on the hunt for a different red Aspen rep to sign up underneath someone who answered my questions super fast. It was helpful. And I immediately was like, okay, what's the catch here? If I sign up, like, I know there's going to be a catch. And with Red Aspen, there really isn't a catch. Like, and a lot of companies nowadays, like it really, there really isn't a catch, you know? And she's like, no, seriously, you just make, like, you just make money off of your sales. That's the end. If you want to sponsor people, you can, but you don't have to. And I was like, okay, what happens if I want to quit? And she's like, you just quit. Like nothing happens. There's no fees. There's no penalties. You just do it. And I was like, oh my God, I'm in. And I just did it. And I was so excited. And so anyways, moving forward, I, that's like how I signed up. And then I, um, was kind of just like, whatever about the business, like not really paying attention. And then one day I was sitting at my computer and they were doing like a live video training. And I was like, yeah, I'll listen to it. Okay. Maybe I should pay attention to this company that I'm in. And I heard them say the mission statement and the mission statement is to inspire women to stand up, stand out and stand together by uniting passion with purpose. And every time I hear that mission statement, I get chills all over my body because I was like, wait a second, like their entire mission statement is about empowering women. And growing up, I was, I never really had girlfriends. I never had girlfriends. Girls were always so mean. I feel like my generation grew up in a very like mean girl. Like there's a reason why mean girls is such a popular movie. Like we grew up in like a mean girl era. And now I feel like our generations is being like, no, like my daughter's not going to go through that. Like, we're not doing that. We're teaching us how to empower women and how to love other women and celebrate our differences and enjoy each other. And so hearing that mission statement really got me plugged into the company where I started paying attention and I've been head over heels in love ever since. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I love your story. Oh, that's awesome. And I love the something that really stood out to me near the beginning of it was that emotional tie to when you were younger and you would see a woman with her nails done that really made an impression on you. I love that. And it just says carried through you equate that with, okay, she's put together. She has her nails done. (laughs) And so now you help other women feel put together, but just by having their nails done in a few minutes, it just takes a few minutes, right? It's just, yeah. It takes me like 10 minutes. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. I love that. And of course the mission statement that's so we need more of that. Of course in the world. And so I love that the company is centered around making sure that that happens. So you've only been with Red Aspen for just a few years now, three years going on four, and now you're one of their top ambassadors. That's truly incredible. So tell us, okay. So after you watched that training in a fire (laughs) was lit inside of you, like, okay, this is my mission statement too. I'm going to adopt this and, and go. So tell us a little bit about how you got to, how you got to the top basically in just in such a short time especially when you joined knowing like, uh, maybe I'll give us a try. Like, it wasn't like you had this idea in your mind, like I'm going to join and I'm going to make it to the top right away. You didn't know that when you joined. So tell us about your journey. When I, uh, I mean, like you said, when I joined for me, it was just to get free manicures, you know, like I just was like, I'm going to sell them to my friends and be able to pay for my own habit. That's all I really wanted. But so what happened, what had happened was, (laughs) so I, uh, I, was just doing it on the side in addition to being a childcare director. And so, but I started to have a lot of fun with it. And I was kind of always a person that hated makeup because it never looked to me. It never looked good. Like I was like, this doesn't look good. Like I'm really trying, I'm I'm using good products and it just doesn't look good. So I slowly started as Red Aspen would come out with makeup products. Like when I was signed up with Red Aspen, they came out with eyeshadow. We didn't have eyeshadow when I first signed up, you know? 
So I would try the new products and I was falling in love and it was so much fun. So I started waking up early before work, before my 11 hour day to do videos. And I started coming home and doing videos and it was fun for me. So then, um, fast forward, I get pregnant. I have my daughter Adeline and I had Addie in January, 2020. We all know the world shut down a couple months later. So I was on maternity leave, which put me in an interesting position because had I not been on maternity leave, I think I would have gotten laid off because my center shut down, Mm. but because I was on maternity leave and also the company that was with, that I was with was very, they're a good, good. They were a really, really good mom and pop company. And they were like, look, we have a position for you, but it's not the same. I wasn't going to be making the same amount of money. And it was just like, I looked at, um, Adeline's dad, who I was with at the time. And I was like, look, the world needs nails right now because all the nail salons are shutting down. Like our website is selling out. I'm doing better than ever. Like I'm actually making money here. And we pretty much made a deal where I looked at him and I said, like, if I don't have to ask you to help with any of the bills that I'm responsible for, can I quit my childcare job and do this full-time? Can I dig my heels in and do this full-time? And he was like, I believe in you. Yes. You have to continue to cover your bills. Like I'm not taking on any of your bills, you know, (laughs) but yeah, like let go ahead, you know? And so it was like, I think I quit in like, I don't know when I quit. I actually don't remember when exactly I quit, but I dug my heels in as hard as I could. And I mean, the whole world was looking for nails. And so what had happened is I had been posting about this stuff for like a year and a lot of people didn't buy from me because they weren't convinced. And when everything shut down, all those people that had been watching me, but hadn't necessarily been convinced came flying to me because it was in their brain right away. They already knew there's a solution. I know a girl who has a solution. And so a lot of people signed up at that time and they did wonderful as well. But I really boomed because it was like, people already knew about the product because of my consistency, people already knew about the product. So what also happened is then people started signing up with me like crazy because people, I mean, part of it is like, you guys, we shouldn't have one stream of income. Like job security is a scary thing. Like, you know, having multiple streams of income is a smart choice. And so I not only had people flooding to me to purchase the nails, but I had people flooding to me to sign up. And so I just dove deep, really, really deep into that. And just started, you know, building my systems and staying consistent and teaching my girls how to be consistent. And it just kept building and building and building until I kind of got to where I'm at now. So incredible. I love stories like this. And it's been said on previous episodes before, but I've heard the formula, quote unquote, that it's your consistency plus their timing. And I think that was so key for you because you, like you said, you had been consistent and, you know, you were sharing what you loved people were taking notice, but maybe not taking action. And then all of a sudden they needed to take action because they needed their nails done. They had to look good. Right. So I love that you just, you were such a hard worker and you are so driven. It seems like, but you also were in the right place, the right time doing what you were, what you needed to be doing to set everything up. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah. And I mean, like what better commercial than a bunch of women who are like, I've been going to the nail salon my whole life. And these are actually better, you know, like, cause that's yes. what they were all doing. Cause they were all shocked. That's why they never bought my product. Cause they're like, no, I'm an avid salon goer. And then they lost their salon and they're like, I don't want to go through the back door. You know, like, <laughs> my mom did that. She went to somebody's shed <laughs> in 2020, summer of 2020. She was, I just, she was like, I had to go to somebody's back backyard shed today. I'm like, oh my yeah. God. 
Yeah, I know that's what my mom did to get her hair done. She would like go through the back door and they had like covers over the windows. Like no joke. Like it was just absolutely, it was absolutely insane. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What a world. (laughs) Yeah. But that was the silver lining for me of all of that stuff is people actually tried, people finally took my press on seriously. And then they all made the switch. And like some of them are still, obviously a lot of them are like my customers and my ambassador, like my downline and things like that now. So it was, it was pretty incredible. So something I appreciate about following you, Woody, is that you are so real on Instagram and you are not afraid to share the highs, the lows. I know recently, you know, you've shared some stories about going to the library to find a new, is it cool mom or hot mom? Cool mom. Cool mom. Cause you're the hot mom, right? <laughs> he has, she has dubbed me the hot mom. I will not call myself that, but she has dubbed me the hot mom. <laughs> yes. And so cool mom moved away. Right. And so you're, you're kind of on a saga to find a new cool mom. <laughs> I just love that you share that kind of stuff because, you know, as moms, we all, we all have those moments where we're like, Ooh, who can I scope out at story time <laughs> to be my new friend? And Oh, we're all so invested. I just love it. But you, like I said, you're not afraid to share the highs, the lows, the seemingly mundane, which is not mundane. That's interesting to me at least. And so I love that you just, that you're just out there sharing your day with everybody that's watching. So how has the, the social selling community, the social selling industry, how has that helped you even through, you know, you've gone through some really tough times recently. So how has that helped you in these, these last couple of years? So I'm a big fan of therapy. Okay. I've been going to therapy since I was a little kid. I cannot, I I haven't been able to find a good therapist here lately. Social media has been one of the best therapists I have had in my entire life. And for me that, I guess that will come with like a little like asterisk of like social media is what you make it. And if you like hop onto social media and social media is not a happy place for you, it's a toxic place. It's a place that has a lot of negativity. Like you have control over that. And thankfully when I was starting my, you know, when I was starting my page, like I was just looking for like happy, you know, happy people who wanted some nails done. And I was just being my goofy self. And so what that did is that bred followers that are goofy as well. Like, you know, you attract your people. If you are authentic, if you are yourself, if you're like, you're saying like, I show up just exactly as I am and share what comes to my mind, like you will attract people who are like-minded. And that's exactly what I've done for me. Social media honestly has been a saving grace through all of the hard times that I've been through. Um, we all go through hard times, but we all, all don't always share about it. We don't always share with our friends. We don't always share with our family. We especially don't share with thousands and thousands of people online. But the thing is for me, um, if I wasn't going to show up as completely myself, then I don't want to do that at all because social media, people forget the social part of it. Like that word social, you know, and when you meet me in person, I always get told like, you're exactly the same in person as you are online. And I'm like, well, duh, you guys, that's the point. Like (laughs) if people meet you in person and you're different than how you are online, like you're doing it wrong. I think a lot of people have stepped away from the perfect like life, you know, on Instagram. Like a lot of people are kind of starting to be more raw, but what happened with me is when I started to share some of my more intimate things, it kind of started at postpartum, you know, like everything was happy, go lucky, happy, go lucky. And then once I had Addie, I really, you know, I really struggled with breastfeeding and just mom life and postpartum anxiety and the world shut down, which was super scary. And I had been on social media and like just chatting with all these women all day, every day. 
And I really genuinely, they are my friends. Like they are genuinely my friends all across the country. And I felt like this is the most amazing resource. So when I was struggling with Adeline, um, as a newborn baby, I went to my resource that I knew was like the absolute best. Like you go to your girlfriends, right? So I went to my girlfriends, but my girlfriends just so happened to be on social media. Mm-hmm. And the response that I got was overwhelming. The encouragement, the love, the tips, the advice, the, you know, all of it. And that really bred my future in feeling comfortable to share. And I'm going through a divorce and moving out on my own and being a single mom. And it was really hard for me for a really long time. I wasn't sharing about it on social media because it wasn't appropriate yet. And I was honestly in agony because people could tell that I was not okay. And I was pretending to be okay because I needed to, I I wasn't ready to share yet, which is totally okay. You don't have to share everything in your life. But for me, I needed to share and I couldn't yet. And when I finally shared the outpouring for, this is kind of where I'm getting at is the amount of women that responded to me and said, I'm going through this too, or I think I need to go through that, or I need help was the response that I knew I was doing something right. Because there's a little voice in my head that says your attention sinking, you're looking, you're looking for attention. You're, you know, what are you doing? Why are you airing your dirty laundry? We're not supposed to air our dirty laundry. And I was like, but this isn't my, this is real life. You know, I'm not saying why we're getting a divorce, you know, like this is, this is my real life. And the response from other women who feel alone and how alone I felt, I felt completely isolated and alone. And then I'm like, wait a second. There's like literally so many women who have been through what I've been through are going through what I'm going through, uh, you know, are about to go through what I'm going through. And the community was an outpouring of love. And that's something that people don't necessarily see from the outside. Like when I post a story, you don't see all the DMs that I get, but the DMs were the immediate response that I'm doing something right by doing this because I am helping other women. And those women are helping me like the way that I have been blessed by women sharing their stories with me and relating with me. And even the women who are like, I'm in this situation and I don't know what to do. And we just talk through it like girlfriends do. It is the most beautiful thing. And like, for me, social media is honestly the most, that's my most precious little piece of my life because I have a community of women on there that love me so, so well. And I genuinely love them so, so much. Oh, I have like tears in my eyes. This is, (laughs) I love this social media has, can just be a terrible place. Like you said, but it also does not have to be, it can be the the most amazing place. It can be the best resource for us when we are going through something, especially like you said, when you're feeling so alone and just to, to be able to easily, man, how lucky are we that in this day and age, we can easily reach out to anybody, you know, within a matter of seconds by picking up our phones and we have just that connection to others. I hate that it's gotten such a bad reputation because it can be just such an amazing place. And yeah. What a gift that, I mean, it sounds silly to say that social media is a gift, but hearing stories like yours, it is, it really is. So I, I love your story. It's wonderful. Yeah. You know, I tell my family about the DMS that I get the response that I get and how beautiful it is. And I feel like there's been a couple of times where like, you can kind of see the community. And, um, there was, there's a couple of reels that I posted. that are a little more raw, you know, most of my reels are super, super funny, but I posted a few that are a little more raw about mine and Adeline's journey into me being a single parent and things like that. And like, just, if you like go to the comment section, sometimes it's like, it's overwhelmed, you know, like, I feel like that's like a, 
it's like, oh my gosh, look at this community. Like, are you kidding me? Like, look at this community. So I don't know. It's just, it really is incredible. Yes. We're rewriting that mean girls script, you know, (laughs) it doesn't have to be that way. So besides being real and being raw and just showing up authentically, I know that's like you said, that can be kind of hard sometimes and it can take a while. Like you've been doing this for three years and you've, you know, just kind of put yourself out there for three years. And so it does get to be more comfortable, but if somebody is newer to that, or if they feel like, Oh, I don't really have anything dramatic to share or whatever. I don't have anything exciting to share today. (laughs) What are some ways that people can lean into a community, whether that's, you know, other consultants in their company or whether that's on social media, what are some other ways besides showing up authentically and showing up in so raw, how can, what are some other ways they can show up? and really lean into that community aspect? Yeah, that's a really wonderful question. So in regards to like leaning into like other consultants, I really encourage people to do that because at least for me, like Red Aspen, like the women in the company, I mean, when you heard our mission statement, that has trickled down into women signing up who have the same ideas in mind. So we're literally a company of thousands of women who all just want to like support and love each other, which is really fantastic. And so for me, I really plugged in, like after I, after I heard that mission statement, I was like, okay, well now I want to know these women, you know? And so I just, I mean, as simple as like following them on Instagram and following them on Facebook and really getting plugged in and my, my upline and I would chat a lot. And then she plugged me in with my sideline sisters, you know, and, and we just really started encouraging each other. And, and, you know, like we're so different, me and my side, like this specific sideline sister that I, I, in the very, very beginning got plugged in with, like her and I run our businesses so differently. We're very different personality types. And I loved making friends with her because we would kind of go back and forth about, well, how do you do this? And how do you do that? And things like that. Anyways, I think it's so important to plug into your company and to find the right people. And I, I do, I I do know that not all companies have the same like Kumbaya community that Red Aspen, (laughs) uh, Red Aspen does, but I'm sure there's women in your company who are similar to you that you can link arms with. And at the end of the day, I think it's really important to, to help each other and be there for each other. And remember that there's, there's room at the table for everybody. And I think a lot of times people struggle to create community within their company because they have a scarcity mindset. And they think like, well, if I'm, I don't want to make friends with these girls because they're selling the same products as me. And then they're going to take my customers. And and that's a scarcity mindset. And when instead you have the mindset of there's room for everybody, we're all going to reach new people and actually becoming friends and being able to like pick each other's brains back and forth um, is going to do nothing but make me better, you know, and make them better. I want to, I want to help them too. And they want to help me. And, and creating that community is something that um, is, is really impactful to your business. And then for me, it's also been impactful in my personal life because like I said, I didn't have a lot of friends and all of a sudden I joined Red Aspen and I was making friends left and right and connecting with women because I was surrounded by like-minded women. And so you can create community that way, getting plugged in that way. And then with social media, if you're not comfortable being as like open and like, because this is my personality, like being open and raw is my personal in real life. If I meet someone at the park and they ask me about my life situation, like I'll spill the beans. Like it's not, you know, like I'm not a very private person. So for other people who are more private, you know, being real and raw on the internet isn't natural for them. And so they shouldn't do that because that's not who they are in person, you know? So ways that they can create community is really by just really being themselves exactly in that way, because you're going to meet other women that are like that as well. But the biggest place to create community is in DMs, you know, like chatting with people. Like if you want to create community, then you got to talk, you know, like, 
And that means like responding to people's stories and looking at people's posts and commenting and like being social on social media will grant you a community. And so, like I was saying, like so much of my community is, is actually behind the scenes, you know, like, and I talk about it openly. So everybody kind of knows that I have a community because I talk about it a lot, but you don't have to, you know, you don't have to talk about it, but you can create that community yourself by just chatting with women that you enjoy or men, you know, whatever you want to do, (laughs) chatting with people on social media that you enjoy. Yes. I love that. It's easy advice. Like you said, creating a community doesn't have to look like growing your followers to a huge number. Like you said, it can look like making a good friend in your DMS. Really. We're going over quality over quantity. (laughs) That's what matters, right? Yeah, absolutely. So Woody, you have grown your Instagram, speaking of Instagram, you've grown your account from literally zero to almost 14,000 in just a couple of short years. So will you share some of your favorite Instagram tips and tricks that have helped you get to this point? I mean, we talked about this before we jumped on the recording, but I mean, you aren't buying followers. You aren't, you know, running giveaways. You aren't doing that kind of stuff. You're not buying into this. This is true organic growth. So share with us some tips and tricks. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I've really gone with the flow of Instagram. I mean, Instagram literally changes daily and not everyone feels the changes because they don't push out all of the changes to every account, but literally Instagram is changing daily. And a lot of times people like meet the changes with resistance and they're like, Oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to switch to video. I don't want 60 second stories. I don't want, you know, and like people get really worked up because we're, we like with us people, we like things to stay exactly the same. Like we really do. Whether you're like, no, I'm a, uh, what's the word for it? Like I'm a spontaneous person. Like, okay, maybe you are spontaneous, but you really want your coffee exactly the same every single morning. You know what I mean? (laughs) So when Instagram changes, a lot of people kind of like meet it with resistance and they want to, um, they want to perfect it before they jump into it. And it'll hold them back because they're like, well, I don't know how to do it yet. So I have met every Instagram news. I'm like, okay, well, how can this benefit my business? And even things that I'm like, man, I really don't like this. Like, this is not very good. I'm still like, okay, how can I make it work? How can I make it work? And also I take messy action. I take my, I don't need to know how to do something perfectly. Like, so when reels launched, I was like, okay, we're doing this. I don't know what I'm doing. And if you go back to my first reels, oh my gosh, they're so cringe. They're so (laughs) cringe, but you know what props to me? I freaking posted the things. And I was like, this is so good. Heck yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I have taken messy action and I've gone with the flow of all the changes that come with Instagram, because I feel like when you really go with the flow, you're one step ahead of a lot of other people who are, who are like pedaling backwards. Like they're like, I don't want, I don't want to do that. And then, I mean, once people like find my page, I think the key is like, you know, my page is set up. It looks like, it looks like somewhat of a business page. Again, I take messy action. My page isn't like these perfect Canva templates and things like that. I wish that I was like that, but I'm just not, but you can tell that my page is not just a personal page. Like you can tell it's a business page. And then if someone goes a little dives a little further before they hit the follow button, clicks on my stories and they see that I have stories and that I'm consistent and that I'm consistently pushing out content and that I'm just whoever I am in stories that day. I think it all adds up to my follower account. And so at the end of the day, my follower account, I really owe to reels. I really, really owe it to reels, but I jumped on that train and I went for it. And, you know, when I see that this audio is like 
this type of content is being favored, then I try that out. And when it's like, okay, now this type of content is being favored. I'm like, okay, let's go over here. Like, I'm just like moving all around. But I think just going with the flow and just trying every new feature and things like that, just being like, okay, how can I make this work for me? And then of course, my other main tips are being consistent and being authentic. And the people will, I genuinely feel like the people will come when you do those things. Yes, totally agree. And going with the flow, it honestly is just easier. I don't know. I know. I don't know how to describe it, but it's, if you're, like you said, if you're meeting everything with resistance and complaining about things, you're just making it all harder for yourself because you're going to have to learn how to do it anyway. So if you just go with the flow and just try it out, you know, it's fine. It'll work out. It'll work itself out. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I like to remind people like this is a free platform, right? I'm making almost 100% of my income off of a, no, all of my income comes because of social media. These are free free for me to run my business. Like, come on people. Like, yeah. If they want to make changes. I mean, yes, sometimes I get annoyed myself, but I'm like, okay, this is where we're, they, they run, the, they run my world. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So what do you have over the last few years? I feel like people have probably come to you and said, Hey, I see that you're doing amazing. I see that you're succeeding. I see that you have built this incredible business. Teach me how to do it too. So tell us a little bit about how this has evolved into your coaching services that you offer. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I obviously have a team of girls with red Aspen and I really try to pour myself into them. Um, I try to do trainings and I try to teach them how to do things, how they want to do things, not how I do things. I want to teach them how they want to do things. And also just teaching them in general. Like, and when you have girls that sign up and everyone's at a different stage of signing up, like it can be, it can be a lot of work and it is definitely a workload that I love to have. But so I had other women in my DMs a lot, like you said, asking me like, how did you do this? How do you do that? And, and I want to be where you are. And and even women in other companies as well. And it was overwhelming because not only do I have, you know, I'm a mom to a two-year-old, you know, that I work from home. Like I don't send her to daycare, even though I I wish I did, you know? (laughs) Um, so I had more time, but I was doing that. And I have some other things that I do on this side, like virtual assisting, you know, things like that. I was supporting my team. I was trying to run my own business and keep up with everything. I was having the community conversations that I was having just general community conversations. And I was like, I can't do all of this. And I can't teach all these women this way. And I have so many friends that are in the like Instagram, um, education. That's how they make all their money. Right. And my friend was like, you have to start offering coaching calls. Like you have to, your time is valuable. You need to start offering coaching calls. And I was like, I just feel bad. I just feel bad. Shouldn't I just tell them? And she's like, dude, no, like Absolutely not. And so I looked into like pricing and I looked at all these coaches, like one-on-one coaches. And I was like, these prices are outrageous. Like I wouldn't pay this, you know, and not that they don't deserve that money. They absolutely deserve that money. But for me, someone who's struggling, like if I was struggling and then I have to pay this much money, I'm going to be, it's almost like a double-edged sword. Like you're like, wait, I'm struggling. And I know that the investment is there and it's a return, you know, like you're investing in yourself. But I was like, okay, if I can offer coaching calls at a super affordable price so that it's accessible for women who want to do better and it gives them, it also, you know, when you give away free advice, a lot of times people don't really take it, even if they ask for it because it was free, but when they have to buy in, they take it more seriously and they turn around and they're like, okay, I bought into this. I need to actually use it. So I just one day was like, you know, with the help of my friend Harley, she was like, you need to do this, you know? 
she helped me set up, set it all up. And I was like, I'm just going to freaking do it. I saw a need. There was women in my DMS who needed help and I didn't have, you know, the time to set aside. And so I figured out a way to do it. And so I started offering the one-on-one coaching calls and that went so well. I think the first time I posted, no, it wasn't the first time I posted. It was a couple posts, but in like the first like month, like full calendar month, um, of me doing it, I had like eight coaching calls, which to me was a lot. I was, I was just like, I was so excited and so happy to help women. And so that has evolved because then I have coaching calls. I have girls that come to my coaching and they were signing up every month because they were like, I need more. I need more. I want more support. And so I was like, okay, I see a need again, you know? And so I started offering, there's like a 30 day all access to me and it's literally a Voxer chat. And I do have business hours, but um, I'm trying to have boundaries, but where they can just ask me questions and run things by me. And Hey, I have this, like I need help. Or even like, sometimes I message them and I'm like, Hey girlfriend, we're like, this sale is going to be crazy. I want you to get nail dash application videos out there. I want you to get removed, like get your audience, like educated because they're, you know, new buyers are coming, you know, new buyers are coming. So let's get them educated. So that's kind of what I do with the, with the coaching calls and the reward from that has just been another huge blessing in my life because watching these women make more money, have more girls join their team. If that's what they're interested in having them enjoy social media, all of a sudden they were hating it before. And now they enjoy it. Like seeing them succeed and seeing them improve from maybe some advice that I gave them. Like, I honestly don't know if there's something more fulfilling than that. I just love to hear stories like this. It's amazing. So do you have, is there, is there just one standout story, one client that just really stands out in your mind, a transformation that you want to share with listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So it's hard to pick just one. It is hard right. to pick just one, but one of my, one of my first coaching calls was with this girl named Kristen and she was doing so much right. She was doing so, so much right on her Instagram, which was really fun for me. But she, we just had a few tweaks that I was like, okay, little tweak here, little tweak there, little tweak here. And she soaked it all up and turned around and applied it. And, lo- and she like loved it so much, right? So she booked another call with me because she wanted to do a call about specifically about having girls join her. So I'm like, yeah, let's do it, girlfriend. Let's do it. So we did another call talking all about joining. And she's sitting there like with her pen and paper, like scribble, 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 scribble. Like she's like, I'm like, do I need to slow down? Like, do I need to talk? She's like, I'm loving, I'm soaking it all in. (laughs) And so what she did is she, she has her Instagram and her Instagram is great, but she went to TikTok. She took all of my advice and applied it on TikTok because most of what I talk about is Instagram. I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge TikToker. Um, I want to be, but I don't necessarily have energy for both at this time. Anyways, So she took everything that I said and applied it to her new TikTok account and she blew up. She's Mm. like, at I I don't even know where she's at. Last time I checked, she was at 20,000 followers and she just did a coaching call with me a couple months ago and her sales, I think her sales went like, she was like doing like $6,000 in PV of $16 nails. Like that is a lot of nails to happen. And it was like, literally like within weeks, all of a sudden she was doubling, tripling, quadrupling her sales. Same with her team. She was sponsoring like crazy. And I was like, this, is this seriously happening? And she continues to message me to thank me and say, Woody, all your tips. All I did was I applied them to, you know, another platform and, and she uses them on Instagram as well, but she is literally making, I believe, you know, I don't want to speak for her, but 
from what it sounds to me, from what she shared, she's making more money than she's ever made in her life. And she's impacting more women um, because women are signing up with her and they're making money. And she's a wonderful, beautiful, I love her soul. And she's, you know, linking arms with other women. And it's just, I'm so proud of her. I'm so happy for her. So. Oh my goodness. That's so fulfilling. I love it. Yeah. So rewarding. Like you said, just to, to realize the ripple effect that your yes had three years ago and just the messy action that you just kept taking time after time after time. And now it's evolved into these circles of women all over the, all over the country, all over the world that yeah. are, you know, having the same transformation and having these success stories too. It's just, Oh, I love it so much. Oh my yeah. goodness. We have the best industry, don't we? <laughs> we really do. We really do. If you do it, if you do it right, it really is absolutely incredible. And that's, I mean, that's with anything, you know, if you do a restaurant, right, it's absolutely incredible. Everybody goes there, you know? So yes. I love it. And it's important too, that doing it right can mean so many different things. And that's why it's oh, so yeah. low risk because you can yeah. jump in and try stuff and it can, you know, it might not be what somebody else might do, but if it works for yeah. you, then it works. Yeah, Absolutely. So how can listeners find you to learn more about Red Aspen or your coaching services that you offer? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram, typically, mostly I'm everywhere at, um, at what's up with Woody. So the W H what's up with Woody. And that's exactly what you'll find on my page is what's up with me. It's a wild ride sometimes, but we have, I think we have a really, really good time. I like to, my bio says my happy little corner of the internet. And it's not always happy. You know, I do share the ups and downs, but I love just enjoying, enjoying my community. And I feel like people enjoy me just a tad. So that's where people can find me is there on what's up with Woody. Yes, we sure do enjoy you. That's for sure. <laughs> you are such a beautiful gem and I am so grateful that I found you. I can't remember how I found you, but I'm so grateful. I think it was through a reel, honestly. So Way to go there. <laughs> I can't remember, but it might've been that, but I'm so grateful that you are doing what you love and that you're so passionate about it and that you've had so much success. I just can't wait to see just how much more that you'll grow. And I, I love being in your little happy corner. So thanks so much for being on the show again this week. Thank you so much. I love this so much. So I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.